Oh, it's good to have you back with us. It's the Honor Pair Podcast, episode three. We made it all the way to the third one. It is Honor Pair. It's three friends talking about the game they love and the team they follow and all kinds of nonsense that goes with it. I'm with my good friend Peter de Sonberg. How are you, Pete? I'm super, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. It's been a busy week for me. How's yours been? Yeah, it's been good. It's been a great week. We've had the World Championship snooker on. We've had the Premier League darts and no interviews from Glenn Durant. Um, and then uh, I've been taking a trip down memory lane because uh, we mentioned Glenn McGrath last week, didn't we? We did, yeah. Um, I've been digging out some stats of his uh, just to kick us off. Um, oh, go on, then. For some numbers. Uh, PPP Healthcare County Championship Div 2, uh, 404 overs, 125 maidens, 76 wickets at an average of 13.77. Ouch. And then uh, <laughs> National League Division 1, 112 overs, 31 maidens, uh, 30 wickets, an average of 8.13, and an economy of 2.16. The highlight was a Worcestershire versus Gloucestershire day-nighter, nine overs, three maidens, 12 runs, four wickets. I'm surprised he never made himself an international superstar with those numbers, Pete. I know, and not just the bowling, mate. There's a batting one as well. Um, He shared a record 10th wicket stand against Nottinghamshire, uh, with Caviar Alley of 103 for the 10th wicket. So that's uh, that's his stats on Glenn McGrath. You've been a busy boy, Pete. I love your work, mate. Thanks. Waste of time as always. <laughs> no, it, look, it was informative. It was cl- it was close to a waste of time. But it definitely does demonstrate that particularly, you know, in, in the 90s and early 2000s, that New Road was a certain sort of wicket and Glenn McGrath suited it down to the ground. He was pretty much unplayable. Um, Daz, how are you, my friend? Oh, shall I wake up now? Yeah, absolutely great, thank you. How about you? Um, yeah, not too bad. Have you got any amazing stats for us? <laughs> I've got no amazing stats for you. The only stats I can give you this week are Twitter stats. Lots <laughs> of action on the Twitter feed. On underscore A underscore pair, if you want to follow us there. Lots of nice comments from uh, Robert Deserver, Neil, Joe, John, Rich, when he's not taking wickets for Peopleton. He's having a listen. They're all saying lovely things. Jonah as well. Hello to you, Jonah. He's actually had a question for us. Um, he asked if any of us guys had managed to get Graham Hicks' autograph in the 90s as he legged it off the pitch. He says he got it once, but he had about 20 Ruben Spirings. Now, I was thinking <laughs> back. <laughs> I, think, I think my version of Ruben Spiring was uh, sort of Shafab Khalid. I think I had him about 20 times. Uh, <laughs> um, right, I, I suppose. Let's, let's open it out. Pete, have you got uh, Graham Hicks' autograph? Uh, I haven't got a match day signature, uh, but I believe we've tweeted a photo in reply of a, of a signed bat of the 1990 Worcestershire side, led by Tim Curtis, if memory serves. But I wasn't a big match day autograph hunter. That was Daryl's realm. Uh, Daz always used to try and uh, every week he'd say, I'm going to do the scorecard in full, and he'd give up after 10 overs and eventually yeah. use the scorecard to get a signature. Is that right, Daz? There's no way I ever lasted 10 overs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, think, so um, we did share that picture. I think it was the '92 team, actually. Pete, was it '92? We'll double check that on the Twitter feed. But um, Jonah actually did come back to us that with that, and he asked if your camera was as old as the bat. Um, <laughs> so if you can make it out, then enjoy that on on Twitter on underscore a underscore pair. That's it. 
Get the branding in. Lovely stuff. So, Daz, did you get Graham Hicks' autograph? No, I didn't. Absolutely nowhere near. I couldn't run fast enough. I was still 19 stone when I was about 10 years old, so it was never going to happen. I was never going to get... Oh, you were, you were never hurdling the advertising hoardings, <laughs> were you, Tiger? <laughs> the only time I ever did that was that 2003 win against Lancashire in the semi-final. And... Um, yeah, that, I mean, that was accidental. I don't know how I got over that, to be honest. I, I actually charged into Steve Rhodes. So now I soon walked off with my tail between my legs after that one. Yeah, you don't you don't want to take on Steve Rhodes. He's, no, he's stern. Not, no. <laughs> Low centre of gravity, that lad. He's going nowhere. Those quads <laughs> st- squatting in the field all day. Um, there we are. I, I mean, I had Graham Hicks autograph um, several times. Um I, w- I, I was. It tells me there's there's some photographic evidence of this, Jim. Well, I mean, I was one of the people that hurdled across the hoardings and just ran across New Road like an absolute lunatic. I have no. I haven't kept any of them. Um, I did get invited to a young cricketers event at the um, at the Guild Hall though, and I got to meet him when he was in his blazer. And I had a, some rather embarrassing photos taken by a primary school teacher of me with my uh, nine, mid-90s curtains on show, uh-huh, looking, looking, sure. looking quietly in, in awe at Mr. Hick, all uh-huh. nine foot six of him. So uh-huh. there we are. A g- did good... he ask you for your autograph? No, he, he had no yeah. idea who I was, Daz. Yeah, um, okay. You'll be surprised to know. Um, well, I'm sure we'll get that evidence up on Twitter later. On. <laughs> yeah, well, give the people what they want, Daz. <laughs> Blimey. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, right. Um, I, I mean, if anyone wants to ask me how my week went... Uh... Well, Jim. I suppose now, now now, you've guilted us into it. Go on, Jim. How was your week? Oh, it's good of you to ask, actually. Yeah, I had a couple of things going down. Um, it's one of the biggest weeks of my life, Peter. I mean, I've begged for the attention, so I'm going to tell you. I have bought a house coming back to Worcester. That's going to be nice, because I've been living in Shrewsbury for a while. So, um, coming back to Worcester, and I had the first scan of my first child on yes. Wednesday. So, um... My, my, my gorgeous and tolerant partner, she has only gone and got herself pregnant. I'm, I'm assuming it's mine. And um, uh, <laughs> I've, done a, I've done a lot of crying this week because she's the best thing about me. And I couldn't be happier. There we are. Soppy Can get alert. Are you hoping for a batsman bowler or all-rounder? <sighs> I mean, really, it's a spinner. What I want is a spinner, ideally a wrist spinner. I want something niche um, and, and, and something technical. Um, something specialist. And basically, wrist spinning is ideal because you've got all kinds of excuses you can throw out if it doesn't go well. Um, so that's my hope. Left arm wrist spinner, that's what I want. Left arm wrist spinner, love it. Congratulations. Thank you very much, I appreciate it. Anyway, enough of that desperate plea for emotional attention. Let's crack on. I'm going to kick off with the big news of Ed Smith. Ed Smith has been given the boot. Or to give it a more factual uh, angle, uh, there's been a restructuring of the England men's team uh, and <laughs> recruitment's going to go to Chris Bilverwood, head coach. Um, I, I don't really have any thoughts on this, mainly because I gave up trying to uh, follow England recruitment when Graham Hick and Vikram Solanke were batted down at what felt like 10 and 11. Um, and I'll be honest, I couldn't really, so whilst I could tell you about Ed Smith, the cricketer, I didn't really know he'd been at the helm for, for the last few years. Uh, what are your thoughts, Jen? You say you don't know who's been at the helm the last few years, and that just about sums it up. Somebody is, is into as cricket as you are. And um, I think having uh, Silverwood in a sort of book stops here position, where we know exactly who's in charge of, of what areas of the game, it can only be a good thing. Um, but well done to, to Ed Smith as well. He took the World Cup for us. So that played brilliant work. Um, all the best for the future, and as I say, I think a little bit more um, accountability now with, with Silverwood being the man at the top, and, and we all know who it is. 
Um, well, I, I thought, uh, firstly, I, I love the all the best for the future bit, Daz. I told yeah. you you were a committee man. <laughs> <if> he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, I, I remember Ed Smith, the cricketer. He, he spent um, years at Kent and then and then towards the end at Middlesex. He played a little bit for England as well, I think. Uh, I think he sort of, he, but he was a, a top-order batsman, but ended up batting a couple of games, around six, I believe. Um, solid, good technique, good temperament. Um, he's a company guy, isn't he? Really, and I, I, I'm sort of I'm with you, Pete. As in, it's it's difficult to know really how to feel about it. I know he was a much more palatable um, than when I was a kid. Ray Illingworth just being chairman of selectors and making all kinds of inappropriate comments. Um, yeah, I, I, th- I think I'm with you, Daz. The idea that sort of like other sports, you know what Chris Silverwood is, you know whose team it is, and you know what the identity is going to be. So it's it's Chris Silverwood and Joe Root picking the side, isn't it? And then at yeah, least you know, as you said, the accountability. It, it seems to make sense. Um, uh, no, I agree with that. You've got on test match special as well, so let's get him back on that. Yeah, good shout. Yeah, good, um, good point, Dad. And as as you said, does I mean we we are the um, one day world champions, top of the top of the rankings. We're great at T um, Twenty cricket, and until the three defeats in India, we'd had a really good couple of years in test cricket we're very successful yeah, we won a lot yeah. of test matches Absolutely, right. Absolutely I, right. it's just hard to know how much of that's him isn't well, you it don't know, do you? That's, you don't know whether yeah how much credit does he take for that um and nasser hussain was was saying on the on the cricket show on sky wasn't he that uh, apparently his um, communication skills and or, you know with senior players were problematic and it, they had issues with his demeanor but then i suppose if you're dropping players they're never going to particularly like you are they and that's part of his job no, so that's it and, and you're dropping somebody like a Stuart broad who's a big character a big guy and, and one of england's best bowlers down the years it's it's a tough ask at the best of times for even the best man manager so yeah i mean not not playing Stuart broad at the start of last summer kind of dropping him out was was nonsense which was proven when he got into the side against the west indies and and, and mopped them up but again how much of that is ed smith no one really knows so um so a new structure and restructuring i like it right let's move on that trumpet call can mean only one thing. That is the IPL, and it's time for Worcestershire Watch. So, Daz, Worcestershire players around the world, what have you got, Tiger? Well, okay, as we said, we start with the IPL. Moeen Ali, a great start to the week for him. Three for seven against the Radistan Royals, and they won by 45 runs in that one. He played again Wednesday night. He scored, uh, well, he didn't bowl in that one, but he scored 25 and 12 balls, and another, another comfortable win for the Super Kings. They've had another win again this evening, which I think has just finished, uh, but he was out of that one. He wasn't fully fit. So um, three wins from three for the Super Kings. Moe and Ali bowled him very well and batted nicely. Excellent work there. Uh, well, what, what we like to see. Um, what, what a team. The, the only team to be named after a, a respected female British entertainer. Chennai Sue Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> that honestly, that's I've been thinking about that all week. It's not getting better than that. I'm going now. Have a lovely evening. Good to see you. Cheers. Bye. <laughs> Is Mel coming on for the rest of the show? <laughs> well, we couldn't afford her, mate. Sorry. Why has nobody ever come up with that before? What? Chennai Sue Perkins. Well, because not everyone has my um, creative endeavour and rapier wit, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, so yes, uh, Moeen in good form with bat and ball. That's what we like to see. Who else have we got, Dad? Yeah, great work. Shall we move uh, a little bit further north into Nepal? Yeah, why not? Uh, Dad? Yes. Are you playing music again? 
Come the guitar, right? <laughs> is this is this Sandeep Lamashani? Sandeep Lamashani again. This is my new favourite song of all time. This is Memory. <laughs> Right. And I, I'm telling you now, this will be being played in Tramps when they open it all back up again. <laughs> I don't think it will. <laughs> I think you've ever been to Tramps. <laughs> I don't get let in. All right, let's just let's just give it a moment then, Daz. This is on your favourite song of all time, Absolutely. is it? Come on then. Yeah. I mean, it's better than the first one. It's a lot better, isn't it? And I've, yeah. I've, I've learned Nepalese now as well, so to win, win. Wow. Okay. Does I mean another busy? We, we've all had a busy week. So um, he's been playing a lot of cricket, hasn't he, Sandeep? Yeah, uh, Sandeep's had a busy week. Uh, they've just finished the Tri Nations tournament over there with uh, the Netherlands and Malaysia. Uh, they won three of their four group games, losing one game to the Netherlands. And Sandeep took uh, twelve wickets over the uh, over the four games there. And then a two for 25 in yesterday's final, which they won by 142 runs. A huge win for Nepal. I think it was their first trophy in around about 10 years. They won something like Division 5 of the World Cricket League back in 2010. So uh, well done to Nepal, well done to Sandeep. We're still seen him bat, but looking at the numbers, I don't think that's going to be anything that we're missing. Oh, look, Matt, he, 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 he bats at number 11 for Nepal. He cannot yeah, bat. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And his numbers are, I think, he's averaging less than five. So, not, Yeah, uh, I mean... Not if too you're... fussed about that, but he's uh, he's taking lots of it. It's been a bit expensive. I think it was a two for forty-two the other day. So, um, going uh, getting getting a bit of a hit around the place. But there's some high-scoring games down there, and uh, and he's taking wickets, so it's all good. Right, well, uh, good work, my friend. Uh, is that the end of Worcester Watch? We've got a, we've got a little bit a little bit more news. We've got uh, second eleven, big win for them, and uh, that was against Somerset, a home game. I think that was actually Josh Tung in the wickets and scoring a fifty at number eleven. So you can you can score runs at number eleven, uh, and Ross Whiteley in the runs too. So possibly Josh Tung coming back into the first team maybe for the next game. I I I'd like to see it. He's tall. He's got a lovely action, lovely fluid action. Um, and he he starts for me if he's fit. He starts. That's how Absolutely. I feel about it. Few bats would have done well, haven't they? Ross Whiteley, as you say, with uh, a few fifties. I think Milton got some runs as well, didn't he? Haynes and Dell have also contributed, if if I read that correctly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, Dell and Haynes at the top of the order looked very, very handy. Uh, comprehensive win. And I tell you what, I mean, the, the middle order. We'll get we'll get onto the Worcestershire game in a little bit, but there are there are some there are potentially a few spots up for grabs in the uh, in the middle order, aren't there? So um, so it's good to have the seconds playing well and knocking on the door. Absolutely right. Shall we move on to the next item on the news, which is Chloe Hill? Oh, Chloe Hill, ladies captain. Yes. Right, have you been following it, Daz? I watched uh, a little bit of the two games today. I certainly kept an eye on it, and uh, it was a winning start for Chloe. Won both of their games. It was a double header down against uh, Berkshire down at Falklands, which I thought was in the South Atlantic, but apparently it's in Berkshire. <laughs> um, <laughs> Chloe's in her fifth year with Worcestershire. She was a vice captain last season, so no uh, no real surprise that she stepped up to become the captain this year. She's the wicket keeper, and. A lot of uh, a good history behind her. So she's played for the... I think she was the first woman to play in the Home Counties League, which I think is sort of the equivalent of the Birmingham League down there. Played in the Lords Taverners. She's represented the MCC at Lords. So played in a lot of big games. Big game player. And I think she'll do great for Worcestershire. Oh, Two wins brilliant. to start her career with as well as a captain. So well done, Chloe. All the very best to you. Oh, in, in the first game as well, uh, Bert Whistle. Uh, yes. Took, brilliant. Brilliant performance. Three overs, four for 15. 
four for 15 for Bert Whistle. And Millie Home also the, the one to mention. She scored 33 at the top of the order in the first game and then uh, 88 not out in the second game. So uh, great work by Millie Home as well. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we've said it before and we'll say it again. Standard of women's cricket is absolutely fabulous and, and deserves your support. And um, there will be women's international cricket at New Road this uh, this summer. So oh, fantastic. Uh, Tell us more. India India will be with us uh, in July, on the 3rd of July. And then it will be New Zealand women who will be with us on the 19th of September. So it's a late one, so you've got to hope for, hope for the weather. But um, I had a little look at this because um, I like my women's cricket and really, really good value day out. So international standard, England versus India, two of the best sides in the world, certainly two of the top three, 10 quid for the day. 10 for a day's called international cricket. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're seriously good. I mean, that is an absolute bargain. And it's it, and the reason I bring that up is because um, we've been having a little look at uh, how much it costs to go and watch uh, the, the Worcestershire men's side in the T20 Blast this year. And um, it's expensive. Compared to every other team in our group, it's expensive. Um, and we'll cover this a little bit more next week because I think it does need addressing, uh, not least the fact that if you want to go and watch Worcestershire versus Warwickshire at New Road in a T20 game, it'll cost you 35 quid. Um, I've spoken to Aaron from the County Cricket Podcast. He's a fine chap, even though he's a Bears fan. We've, I've had a natter with him, um, so we can hear from him next week. But uh, 10 quid for a women's international is an absolute bargain, and if you have the time... Go and check it out because it will be a cracking day out. Um, but we'll um, we, we will address some of the other ticketing choices at the club next week because it's um you know it's our responsibility I think to, to share the good and the bad and, and hopefully we'll hear from the club too. Uh, anyway, let's move on to the meaty part of the show and that is uh, the first eleven, the county championship game, Worcestershire at home to Nottinghamshire. If you're not familiar with what happened, well, it was a funny old game. Uh, Worcestershire batted first um, and after a very impressive opening stand of 140, wobbled a bit but made 436 in the end. In reply, Knott's also a century partnership to open up but they fell to 276 all out. And uh, the well, the rest of the game was basically it was it was basically time filling because uh, uh, Slater and Hamid at the top of the Nottinghamshire order, after being asked to follow on, just uh, held their own a century apiece, two hundred and thirty six for no loss, match drawn. Uh, firstly, uh, gentlemen, let's turn to team selection. So uh, Morris Morris was in the uh, in the bowling attack. I know you'll be happy about that, Pete. Absolutely, um, <clears throat> I mentioned it last week. Uh, I think Morris is our, our strike bowler alongside Tung. I think he just gives you that degree of control as well. He's that sort of awkward player, um, not easy to score off. And yeah, um, came back in, three wickets, bowled really well in that. I think he did he take three wickets and three overs as well. So yeah, good yeah, to did, see yeah. him back in. Uh, I like Pennington. I think he's got a big future with us. But I think Charlie Morris is, is, a, is a better pick at the moment. Yep, can't argue, can't argue with that at all. Leach, Morris, Joseph, Barnard as the fourth seamer um, looks pretty reasonable. Um, well, it's look, it was an odd game, um, and it was an odd wicket because we were watching it, and within an hour, in typical Jim fashion, I was just basically um, just deciding what was going to happen for the next four days on a win, and within an hour, I said. There won't be 25 wickets in this game. The wicket is an absolute pudding. The new ball's doing nothing. It's already a complete waste of time. And although it transpired to be that way in the end, it was odd, wasn't it? Because Libby and Mitchell 
rattling along at three and a half, four and over for the best part of 150 runs. And then what happened? It was strange. It was, um, as you said, it was an all or nothing sort of wicket. And I think there was an interview uh, with a couple of the players who said it was an easy batting track. Uh, so you were spot on with your initial uh, assessment. Um, but it was difficult when you got in uh, initially. And I think just to build on that, our middle order at the moment is, I don't want to say short of confidence, uh, although that might be the best word, but you've obviously got Tom Fallon who's been a little bit up and down since he came back into the side. Roderick, obviously, yet to make a significant statement outside of pre-season, settling into his new team. Again, Brett's another one like Fowl, who's been a little bit up and down. So if it is a wicket that's difficult to score on first up, it seemed to me that those would be the players that struggled. Vessels, to be fair to him, got done by an absolute peach, didn't he? Mm. By Paxton White, it, it, you know, sort of pitched on middle, middle and leg and, and took his off stump away just before lunch. But, you know, yeah, as a, you mentioned before with Worcestershire, great batting depth. You know, Barnard, Joseph, Leach, those three are, are some uh, eight, nine and ten. The other yeah, thing I'd say is that... Um, the not bowling in the, in that first session was all over the shot, really. Zach Chapel should have been wided two or three times and wasn't. You didn't know whether the next ball was going to be going towards first slip or down the leg side. Straight after lunch, they completely tightened it all up, dried up the runs. Worcestershire got a little bit frustrated. You saw that with the run out. That run out doesn't happen. I mean, it was a direct hit, fair play. Uh, was it Fletcher, I think? It was a good celebration as well, actually, wasn't it? Um, but but uh, Mitchell and Libby going it four and over at the start don't take that run, I don't think. And you, you dry it up put the pressure on, and, and the speaker says it's, uh, it was a difficult pitch to get in on, I think. Yeah, uh, and, then, dip- and then easy to score runs once you were there. So You go from 140 for no wicket to 216 for seven on a deck. I mean, it was it was slow and low, wasn't it? It was almost continental, that wicket. Um, and neither side really had a premier spin bowler, which they probably could have probably could have done with but as you mentioned yeah another 50 for Barnard 50 for Joseph and a really entertaining one as well including a a beautiful check drive for six where he just he just held the pose um uh Leach with 84 as well I was getting a bit frustrated with Leach and Morris put on um put on um almost 100 for the final wicket but it took about four days to do it um but actually those runs proved invaluable uh more I mean essentially that the Nottinghamshire innings pretty much replicated the Worcestershire first innings, didn't it? It did. Yeah, it was a good uh, good opening stand again. And then uh, a little bit of collapse in the middle. I think Morris was, was bowling really well. Um, I think he was getting the ball to do a bit, uh, getting the ball to knit back in. His, his ball to get rid of Joe Clark uh, was a beauty. And I, uh, my wife was down uh, in the garden and she ran in because she thought something was wrong, but it was me shouting at the TV in delight when I saw the bales <laughs> fly off. Um, but yeah, I mean, a, a, an interesting innings from Tom Moores. He took uh, Dolivera all around the park, didn't he? And then went for one shot too many. Um, and then we made light work of the tail and, and skittled about. So um, I, I thought our second innings bowling performance was superb, really. I thought we stuck at it. We bowled with control. Um, and there was no bowler, really. I know Dolivera, as I mentioned, got tucked into, but all of the pace bowlers contributed and all were pretty economical. Well, I mean, I, I take an element of responsibility for um, for the opening stand. I wish I should have bought him out for 100 if it weren't for me. I didn't see a single Nottinghamshire wicket. I didn't see one. And as soon as I turned on, as soon as I turned on, they started putting the runs on. Literally to the point which when Dolivere was getting smacked 4-6-6 six, six, or whatever it was, 
two two sixes and a four and that over. And I said, no, I'm, I've knackered this. I've cursed it. And I turned it off and he got a wicket before the end of the over, which was, uh, which was <laughs> more. Were, were you watching all day today then, were you? No, mate, I gave it, I, I gave it a miss. I, you only just think, because cricket's so superstitious, don't move, don't move or we'll lose a wicket. And it was your way around. Uh, as, as soon as I turned it on, they were in the runs. As soon as I turned it off, a rally of wickets, and I just had you boys on on WhatsApp. <laughs> I'm right. I'm out. I'm watching the football. Forget about it. That reminds uh, me of a day nine at Old Trafford. Do you remember that one, Pete? I was just about to wicket. say this. It was one of those games that every time Daryl went down to get a beer, um, we took a wicket. So eventually, we had too many beers lined up. So I sent Dad <laughs> down to get some food, and we took a yeah. wicket. Um, and then it got to the point that the Lancashire crowd were trying to stop Daryl from going to the toilet or getting more refreshments. And when it came to our innings, Daryl went down to the loo and uh, Chris Gale, who was playing for us at the time, it was his Jimmy Anderson back over his head for a six. So Dad saw nothing and we won. <laughs> so basically, the key to, key to success is take Daz to every game but leave him in the car. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> We won in about 30 overs and I had six points left at the end of the match. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent work. Um, right, back to proceedings. Um, Worcestershire, bold, bold knots out for 276. We were umming we were and ahhing. I wanted them to enforce the follow-on. You weren't so sure, were you, Daz? No, I, I thought we were going to have a little bat, actually. Uh, and then have a... I was hoping we might have a swing, put them back in the same night, but uh, I don't think it would have made much difference with it in the end. So No, I, I think yeah. it proved that either way you do it, it doesn't it doesn't quite work out because Slater got 114 not out, Hamid got 114 not out. Yeah. Both of them batted for more than 320 balls and they didn't lose a wicket in 109 overs. So, no. I mean, what, what I, mean, a, what... I mean, Joseph bowled well this morning, but other than that, we didn't really like taking one. He, he got a few to fly past the outside edge and they played and missed a couple to, to, to Joseph. But other than that, he was dead, dead as a dodo. The game was dead by lunch. Yeah, well, um, it, it's, it's a terrible cricket wicket. Let's, let's just call it what it is. There's there's um, 20 wickets twenty wickets in the whole match. There was nothing in it. I mean, there was, there was a few balls turned. It wasn't a turning deck, though. No one was under any real pressure or, or you know... Um, he's lost of concentration, maybe, but there wasn't much in it for the seamers. There wasn't much in it for the spinners. It wasn't a great, you know, ball coming onto the bat sort of deck. I thought it was a pudding. I thought it was a rubbish wicket. Am I am I being harsh? No, I mean I would agree with you. It's not what you expect from New Road in April after a winter of flooding, is it? Um, so, bit of a surprise there. But uh, on the upside, it's given us um, some good batting points again. I've just checked the tables just before we started this today. Um, we're up into seconds, uh, not lost <laughs> yet. We were talking yesterday about the value of, of drawing matches um, in these divisions. I know in the old two-tier system, it was win at all costs, but if you got into the top flight, you really wanted to secure more draws. Um, so we've done that. Uh, we've got most more batting points than anyone else. Not as many bowling points, um, but yeah, we've got off to a good start. We're up into seconds, and uh, it's, in our, it's in our hands, as they say. So all, all positive, I think. Like you say, it's eight points for a draw. It's, it's, the difference between losing and drawing is the same as the difference between drawing and winning. So secure the draw first. That's the, you keep keep not losing. You'll you'll be in with a chance at the end, towards the end of the season, of pushing for a top two spot. And we're in top two without winning the game. So, yeah, boys, you're absolutely right. But I can't help but feel triggered by all this because you know, again, I'm sort of the um, I'm the aggressive cricketer in us in in the group. And and it's and you're absolutely right. It's make sure you don't lose. It's like old school test match cricket, where put yourself in a position to not lose the game, then try and you know go for the win. And all, all I can think of is we are currently after three games in a position to well we're in the in the, we're in the first division, and we haven't won a game. 
I think and that I was don't, and that, of the format rather than Worcestershire's performances. No, uh, yeah, wicked, no, well, absolutely. So is is it encouraging negative cricket? Here's here's the context. So of the, you've got six teams, all of them have played three games. The, in our division, there have been three victories so far this season. Three. Yeah, I see what you're trying to say, and I, I do agree. It's boring, with you mate. It's boring. How it does, but bear in mind, we were very close to defeat against uh, Essex. It was only a sort of last-ditch stand that, that kept us in the game. And I think there was another couple of games in our division where the team just haven't been able to find that final wicket or two. Um, so whilst I accept your point, I think there are a couple of caveats to it. No, absolutely. Look, I'm, I'm, I know I'm being a bit of a moaning mini here. But look, I'll take first division all day long. I don't care. I'm all for being absolutely battered away from home and getting a last-minute winner with a toe poke from two yards when you don't deserve a thing. I think it's ace. And I'm not saying that we're quite that, but it feels weird to be in a position to be in the top division having not won a single game. And if we're honest, not looking like winning a game at any point in any of the games we played. It is what it is. You know, we'll beat Essex next week it'll all be fine and we'll be bona fide top of the league it'll all be alright oh, we've, we've been here before we said that about Derby didn't we yeah uh, sorry lads <laughs> there's another point as well just uh, about next week's game um, are any of us worried that Daryl Mitchell might not be past match fit as he's had to trundle in and do 21 overs uh, this week uh, will, will, will he be able to cope we've put him in a cryogenics chamber mate he'll be fine <laughs> he'll be fine yeah he, he bowled this many overs last year I know it was over the whole season. But. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to give him what they give Monty Burns. It'll, it'll be fine. Da- Daryl Mitchell cannot be killed by conventional methods. No. Um, right. So, anyway, after my um, moaning, let's, let's just call it what it is. It was moaning. Gentlemen, I think we should, uh, we should move on and start respecting a few other performances. Pete, you asked for a jingle. I've made you a jingle. You're welcome. Boy. Yeah, that's right. The honours board. Honour pair honours board. Look, look. Bought a house, having a baby. I've had a lot on. You haven't had the baby yet. (laughs) No. (laughs) There are lots of... Look, you go for scans, you spend a lot of time in the hospital, you look at things that you don't quite understand are technically a human, you get emotional. I've just... Look, I'm sorry. Is this not... Board. It's not my best work. I'll get something better for next week. <laughs> Should we talk about some cricket? Oh, that's not what we're here to do. Yeah, okay, gentlemen. The Honour Pair Honours Board, where we acknowledge uh, strong performances by players what don't not never play for Worcestershire. So uh, let's start with you, Pete. Who have you got? Well, I've gone uh, the obvious this week. I've gone for David Beddingham of Durham. Hit a massive 257 of 410 balls, uh, which included 33 fours. Um, he then followed that up with a 50, I think, in the second innings. Uh, he did, 53. Um, a drawn game, so ultimately in vain, but but we can't take away his magnificent knock. Yeah, I strongly agree. I mean, when you put it in the, in the context that he came to the wicket and they were seven for two, and of, of the uh, he scored 257 in the first innings in a total of 475. So he scored well over half their runs. You look at everyone else, there was a 75, a 34, a 10, a 21. There were bits and pieces support. He did it on his own. He carried that team to a draw. Um, yeah, brilliant performance. Just to uh, also give an honourable mention to uh, Lye from Yorkshire. He didn't get any big scores this week. But I believe he's got another 250s and he's already on his way to just shy of 500 runs. Um, right. and I think he's got something like 203 50s so far this season. 
So uh, not one for the honours board this week, but certainly a man in top form. So fair well, play to him. Man of the season candidate. Um, so, Daz, what do you reckon then? Does Beddingham, does he does he get on the board? Oh, of course he does, yeah. You can't argue with that. Over 50% of the runs, 250 odd, fantastic knock. Fair play. Well done. Excellent. Yeah, I'm in. I like it. He's on the board. Daz, what about you, mate? I, I'm torn. I picked uh, two names out. I was going to start with Lancashire. Uh, Matt Parkinson. He took, well, he basically bowled Kent out this afternoon, didn't he? Uh, took seven, I think it was. Seven for seven for one two six this afternoon. Bowled Kent out. They won by an innings there. And he took another couple in the first innings as well for Kent. And I'm also looking at Toby Rowland-Jones over at Middlesex. He took seven wickets against a very, very strong Surrey lineup. They won that by 10 wickets, Middlesex. So Rowland-Jones or Parkinson for me. I think I meant him towards Parkinson. I, well, do you know what? You can nominate them both. I'm down with this. Um, yeah, okay, well, let's, let's we... nominate them both. I didn't get one on the board last week, did I? So because I went for the uh, the old ball of the century. So okay, all I'll, right. I'll stick them both on and see what you think. I mean, see Lancashire. If I can, see, if I can, see if I can make it two from two. Lancashire, what a performance! Um, I just say it's um the lad Wood. We had him at Worcestershire for a while, didn't we? We did, yeah. He got. I mean, I mean, what a performance from um, number eight and number nine. Wood got 119. Lamb 125. I mean, what a great performance! They were they were 190 for six, and they made 525 yeah, in the trouble, end. Weren't they? Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, Parkinson. He got a couple in the first innings, but yeah, if you if you're taking seven wickets in the second innings, you are bowling them out. I mean, a seven a seven for is a hell of an effort. I know they're under a lot of scoreboard pressure, Kent. But in a day got... as well, because Kent were they, they did not lost a wicket overnight, have they? They were that was a huge first first wicket partnership. Well, they wouldn't won seventy odd for without loss at one and, point. So I mean, Kent have got a proper side. Bell Drummond's a real player. Zach Crawley, yeah. Joe Denley, uh, Heino Kuhn, We we know all about him at Worcestershire. We've we've seen him play plenty of times and, and stoic and st- uh, tough to remove. It, it's it, Kent are a proper side. They're not having yeah, a good so. year, but um, Parkinson's bowled them out. Uh, I, I'm I'm on board with it, Pete. What about you? I also agree. We were very harsh on Daz last week with his ball of the century, and Parkinson narrowly missed out last week. To getting on, but I think he can cement a place on our honours board this week with that magnificent seven foot. Uh, Luke Wood, as you mentioned as well, great shout with him. Uh, he was going to be in my uh, reckoning, but I think he just came up dry in the second innings. But if you've got Parkinson taking seven foot, then he didn't need to do anything. Yep, and you mentioned true. earlier that the team named after best female presenter. Uh, we've got the player named after best player named after beer in the Kent lineup as well, Heineken. <laughs> is that well? Is it is it better or worse than Toblerone Jones? <laughs> Toblerone Jones, Doherty <laughs> players as well. I I saw Toblerone Jones uh, take a fiver against South Africa at at the Oval back in 2017. It was an incredible performance. He got 20 odd as well with a bat and hit two massive sixes. I like him as a cricketer. Um, yeah, he got some runs this week as well, didn't he? He had 40 odd for in the in the first innings for yeah, for, 46 not out. He got. Um, yeah, so there we go. Uh, were, yeah. I mean, they were. I mean, they were in trouble, but they to get a hundred odd run lead. They, they they didn't look anything like that. They, they were pretty level when he came in, and uh, he got him in front, and then took all the wickets in the second innings. So yeah, t- Tim Murter actually just as an aside, I think he I think he's about fifty eight. <laughs> he seems, he feels like Tim Murter's been playing forever. Anyway, that's an aside. Um, right, Pete, what do you reckon then? We were at Parkinson's on. He's got to be. What about uh, Toby Roland Jones? Uh, well, you know, I'm a big admirer of Roland Jones. Um, and as, they, as we were harsh on Daz last week, let's let's let him have two from two. In a game where Surrey couldn't do anything, I mean, he took seven wickets and got a forty-six not out in a low-scoring game. 
I mean, it's a man of the match performance level. You look at you look at the Surrey batting lineup: um, Rory Burns, Stoneman, Amler, Pope, Folks, really? Smith, who's a real talent. You know, they've got they've got team, they've got as good a top six as anyone in the country. Definitely. And yeah, well, look at that team on paper. You're not back in Middlesex, there, are you? Nope. I, I think. Not in the I, I think then. I think we give Daz a clean sweep. Can I have the uh, IPL trumpet to celebrate? The IPL trumpet to celebrate, yeah. Daz. Yes, I mean, is this yeah. is this what we're getting to? Is this what we're getting yeah. to? We're getting to the sort of the Jim Dale levels of um, begging for <laughs> begging well, for better, praise. It's, it's better than honours board. <laughs> Fair point. Here you go. Congratulations, yeah. Daz. <laughs> Thank you very much. Hey, you. Who are you going for, Jim? All right. Okay. Well, there's pressure on here because we're three from three. Um, yes, we are. I'm going to roll us back to New Road. Because um, I was cricket, a cricketer that I like. There are a couple, every now and again, a cricketer comes along, and you quite like him. If whatever reason, it doesn't quite work out. Um, uh, and in this case, for me, it's uh, Hasib Hamid. Um, he's still only 24 years old. Made his debut in 2015. Youngest Lancashire player to make a thousand runs in a season. Uh, youngest debutant opener for England, November 2016. He made 31 and 82. Averages over 43 in Test cricket. Broke his finger. Uh, when he was out on tour, and then it all just fell apart. 2017, average 26. 2018, average 9.4. Right, I mean, I mean. Uh, 2019, average 29, got binned by Lancashire and came to Nottinghamshire. He's a nuggety, tough cricketer. He's technically sound. Uh, you know, he always looked the part for me, but he had a, a few horrible years just after the test cricket sort of spat him out. So his week's work, opened the batting for Nottinghamshire, made 111 from 304 balls. As we established, difficult to get yourself in once you're in your set, and he didn't look like he was ever going to get out. Top scored. Second innings, after everyone else around him, apart from his opening partner Slater, collapsed. Worcestershire bowled him out for 276. They were under pressure, 160 behind, uh, and it was never in doubt. He made 114 in the second innings, faced 331 balls. Um... And never looked like getting out. He's, I mean, he's hardly been off the pitch for the whole four days either, has he? Yep, 600, 635 balls he faced uh, in that game. And he basically ensured that Nottinghamshire, Nottinghamshire weren't going to go anywhere. This is a Nottinghamshire side that haven't won in like two and a half years in four-day cricket, which is astonishing yeah, they, they in itself. It could easily crumble today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a fantastic knock. I mean, how long was he at the crease for? Probably, he's got to be at the crease for sort of 12 hours, hasn't he? Uh, 730 minutes, whatever that equates to. What's so, that in English? So it, it's, it's long enough. 10, anyway. Yeah, it's 12 hours, 10 minutes, isn't it? Um, but that says to me, that is a will of instinct. That is a nutritional, um, gutsy performance that says we're not losing, not today. Um, and based on everything he's been through, this young player who was destined for great things, then had a couple of really ropey years, and he's trying to put his career back together. Yeah. I like him. I like his setup, and I thought he was brilliant. Um, so and he's still um, young. How old is he? He's, 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 he was twenty four yeah, this twenty four this January. So he, still he can still still get there. He's only just twenty four. So there's a career in it for him yet, and I really hope it works for him. I like him, so he's my shout. I mean, I've got to say, um, ignorance on my part. I didn't even realise he'd left Lancashire. So that shows uh, for a guy that apparently follows county cricket. That's the. Uh, um, that's a poor start, but no, I mean, absolutely. He was a victim, really, of the aforementioned England uh, selectors. Um, completely agree with everything you said, and credit where credit's due. I think he's got to have a space on our board. Um, right, yeah. I can't argue with those two knocks. Yeah, he's on for me. 
well, that gentleman, a clean sweep. I, I, good on you. I, I'm, do you know what? I'd like an honourable mention. I'm not sure it is an honours board, but it's someone I've mentioned before. I like him as a cricketer. I just don't think he was quite ready for test cricket when they chucked him in. Don Bess. Don Bess, um, he took six for 53 when, as Yorkshire beat Sussex. They, they conceded a 71-run first innings lead, Yorkshire, and they looked like they were in trouble. At one point, Bess had uh, bowled something like 13 overs, four for 12, and Sussex never looked like chasing down the 220 that they needed, which I thought was astonishing. And there's another honourable mention I'd like to make, which I think might be the gutsiest 23 um, ever, Sure, for Gloucestershire. So um, oh, yeah. Gloucestershire, Gloucestershire were absolutely knackered because they went from 133 for four to 161 for nine, pretty much level pegging with Hampshire um, this afternoon. So they needed one wicket and to knock off a couple of runs and there was about two hours left of the game and yeah. it just looked like Hampshire were going to sneak it by an innings because they made 470 in the first innings. And Shaw stuck about for uh, 76 minutes for his 23. Goodman, number 11, stuck about for 73 minutes for nine not out. And they finished on 197 for nine. Hampshire never got a chance to chase the 20-odd they would have needed. No, it's is... a brilliant draw, that is. They're there for 20-odd overs at the end, weren't they? Yeah. They've, uh, they've, they've dug in well there. That's a, yeah, fantastic draw. Well done to those two. So those are my honourable mentions. It's a bit uh, of know. a Anderson Monty, Anderson Monty Cardiff, isn't it? That sort of... Yeah, That's absolutely. Rear guard action. <laughs> um, I, mean, yeah. I have to say, it doesn't surprise me that Daryl is all on board with a forward defensive. If anyone reminded me of Jeffrey Boycott, it's our dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair point. Solid and stoic. <laughs> it's uh, batting, batting for your averages, Daz. Why um, wouldn't boring, you? Boring, yeah. <laughs> uh, gents, I also, it's not an honours board uh, one, but I do have a champagne moment for you. Oh, I like it. Go on then, Pete. Are, are you both sat down for this? Because you're going to need to be. <laughs> on. I'll get the chamomile tea ready. Hang on. Alistair Cook hit a six. Whoa! Whoa. Well, there, there, I, I don't know much about it. I assume it was a um, hook shot. It was a it'll, be, it'll be a hook um, shot over fine leg. Hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, it will be. Yeah, it will be. Either that, or they were on the furthest strip nearest to the boundary, and it was a, it was a, it was a four meters to the fence. I love the fact that we are, you know, we are caning England's probably greatest ever <laughs> Test batsman, <laughs> Sir Alistair Cook. We caned him. He didn't get many runs in a row. He? he was out for about ten, wasn't he? He got he got forty six in the first innings when he hit a six. They were two nine five all out. He got forty six, so he did make a few. He made ten in the second innings. No, but, that was a tennis ball, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got Hasib Hamid style averages from a couple of years ago at the moment, Alistair <laughs> yeah. Cook. Um, but he doesn't want to go. He says until there's someone young, you know, some young player in the um, second eleven who's better than him. Until then, he's not going anywhere. And I sort of, I sort of admire that. But absolutely, um, what what else has he got to prove? But he, he clearly loves it. Right, gentlemen, an extended honours board. Um, I like it though. So we got four people on the honours board, hundred percent record. We obviously know our stuff, even though we are judging it ourselves. Um, I think that's that time. We we are we are having it's an epic session, lads. Um, so I think it's time for any other business. Um, who would like to remind us of what we were to be discussing this week? We were looking at which overseas player you would like to see playing at New Road. Right, Daz. How did you find this process? Was it an easy and obvious choice for you? Well, it was an easy and obvious choice, but I didn't want to go easy and obvious because I reckon Pete's gone easy and obvious. So, Pete, have you gone easy and obvious, Pete? I have. Right, okay. Well, I, well just get out of the way for it then. Well, just in in classic in classic on a pair stylings, right? 
you're succinct and to the point, Daz. Pete, you're succinct and to the point. You'll both be well-researched. I have ten names. Verbose, relentless, noise-making. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so... Do, do, well, if you've got ten names, we're going first. <laughs> then, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not having to quickly think of one because you've reeled off mine. All right, okay, very well. I'm not going to say names. I'm just going to say the names that I thought of and then I'll tell you who I've picked, right? Um, uh, right, okay, okay, yeah, all right. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry about this. This was this was what was under consideration, right? Number one, Adam Zampa, because he's a wrist spinner and I love it, and he's a vegan, and uh, I'm a vegan in training. And he's got I lovely hair as well. Great mullet. Players that I generally thought, like um, Jasprit Bumrah and uh, Kumar, both Indian seamers, but based on the wicket I've just seen prepared for the Nottinghamshire game, forget about it, they'll be pointless because it's not going to be a green top nibbler. Jimmy Neesham... Well, Shikha Darwin is on the list. Obviously, Shikha Darwin's on the list because I just think he'd be great to watch. And I think if you get Shikha Darwin on that list, then the thriving and vibrant and large Asian community in Worcester that you don't see at New Road might turn out. And I'd love that. I'd love the idea of Shikha Darwin there and then the Asian community in Worcester coming out and supporting it and making loads of noise because that would be amazing. Jason Holder, I thought, perfect for a Worcestershire wicket. He can contribute on every level. He's great at tests, ODIs, and T20s. I'm going old school, play all three formats. And I thought Jimmy Neesham would be good on an old school Worcestershire yeah. wicket. And he's a great bloke. He can bat and he can bowl. He's really good copy. A great follow on social media. Shakib Al-Hassan would give us a better spinning option than Dolly. And he's a great all-rounder. Uh, it was a, In the end, it was a toss-up between Pat Cummings, best test bowler and best one-day bowler. Or this guy. I've gone for Baba Azam. Oh, yes. I've gone for like the, the, yeah, the Pakistani top-order batsman. Averages 44 in tests. Averages 56 in ODIs. Averages in four, averages 47 in T20s. And I went him over Cummings just because it would appear that Worcestershire are turning New Road into a batting track. Yeah, good shout. I, mean, you, me, yeah, I, love, I love the fact you've covered all three formats as well. Because it's you don't get um, you don't get the overseas players for the whole season anymore, do you? It's all oh you, we got in for the twenty twenty, we got in for three games at the start. We got another one coming in for two games between June and July or something stupid. And yeah, I hate that. Dro- like like just parachuting people in. I liked it when yeah. you had two overseas players. Normally, someone who was worth a few quid, and then someone who was young and up and coming because you couldn't afford two international stars like Surrey could, and then that was it. You had them all summer. The year the, the days of Tom Moody being our overseas player were glorious. Uh, but it doesn't happen anymore. So in the old school traditional style, Barbara Azam, elegant, classy batsman, great to watch, can play all of the formats. And on the wickets that we have at New Road now, or it appears we might do, I've gone for him because I think he would add some real depth to our batting lineup. And we could probably drop Daryl Mitchell down into the middle order to shore things up a bit. There we are. Any road. You haven't said any of my. The, 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 well, I, I haven't picked a list as extensive as you. I need to do more research, obviously. Well, I, uh, I was embarrassing last week. If we're honest, I, yeah, I, I, true, I yeah. didn't do enough yeah, work and I embarrassed myself. Hey, you do a good uh, Gareth Batty impression, though, didn't you, last week? <laughs> yeah, that was mentioned by someone on Twitter, wasn't it? It was, wasn't, wasn't it? it? Yeah. In my defence, I used to work at the old rectifying house. Big up Matt Denwood, who runs the old rec, best joint in Worcester. And um, Gareth used to hang out there. He's a lovely bloke, Gareth. I got on with him well. He's a really good dude. Um, and he loved his Aranjaboom, his Dutch lager. And after a few pints of Aranjaboom, he did talk like that a bit more. So, you know, I think, you know, like sober Gareth wouldn't sound like that. But a couple of Aranjabooms, it would be more, all right, Jim, how you going? There we are. All right. Quick, Less uh, of this. Savers, who's your overseas pick? Good call. Well, I my first thought was, I, I love West Indies cricket, I love West Indians. Craig Braithwaite was my first chef, my first thought. And that actually go in line with yours, Jim. I think he'd do really well on the, on the new road wicket at the moment. But I've 
gone for a bowler instead. I've gone New Zealand, and I've gone somebody, much like you, Jim, you can play all three formats. Fast bowler, swings it more than Tarzan, Trent Bolt. I don't think he's played county cricket in England either, so uh, I I think he'd tear tear people up at New Road. I think it'd be uh, great to see down there. So Trent Bolt for me. Left armour as well, good variation for a bowling attack. absolutely. Definitely, very much so. All three formats as well. Uh, you can swing a bat as well. You'll have a little crack with a bat at the bottom of the order. Craig, Craig, go back to Craig Brathwaite. Wasn't he the guy that got out for Jimmy Anderson's 400th test wicket and for Stuart Broad's 400th test wicket? Was he? It is. I know that's right. I'm pretty sure that, he, that Great knowledge. Broad and Anderson, to bring up 400 test wickets, got the same guy out, and I'm pretty sure it was Craig Brathwaite. Pete, who have you got? Well, we shared a name, uh, Jim. I also went for Shaquille Hassan as one of my two picks. I, I loved him when he was at Worcestershire. Um, I loved watching him as well. He was like all international players. You know, they've just got that extra time. They seem to be always in position early, ready for any delivery. Um, still one of the best all-rounders in the world. Uh, and I think the stats back that up as well. So Shaquille is, is one of my shouts. But my boring pick, my kind of obvious pick really, is Kane Williamson. I would love to see Kane Williamson batting in first class in, in England. Average of 54 in tests. And I think he'd take apart County Cricket's bowling, really. I can't argue with any of that, Pete. I mean, we, how badly do we need a really top-quality middle-order batsman? Well, interesting you say that, actually, because I, I've thought this for a while. With Mo going off playing IPL and, and being called up for England, I've, I've thought for a while we've needed to strengthen in the, in the batting lineup. And I know we've made a couple of domestic signings, but I thought we've always been screaming out for an overseas batsman. Handy little bit of finger spin as well, just as an, an added option, isn't it? So yeah. I mean, he's 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 not he's not a bad not a bad little kind of a little twirly man to add into the mix in the bowling attack. And before anyone tweets us, I'm well aware that we had Hamish Rutherford as an overseas signing, so I do know that we have had one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, a real a really top no, nothing to, to disrespect him, but a really top notch. Uh, but of course, they're difficult to get these days, aren't they? Because of the busy international agendas. Yeah, very true, and they can make a lot, a lot more money elsewhere. Let's let's be honest. So, um, so there we are, gentlemen. I mean, that's so we we got um, Baba Razan, we got Trent Bolt, and we have got Kane Williamson. What a side that is! I mean, they'd all be great, wouldn't they? You could play us three with those, and uh, I think we'd win a few games. Well, yeah, <laughs> we'll give the club a call. <laughs> can um, I um, <laughs> can I propose uh, a bit of homework for next week? Oh, go on, Pete. Yeah. Um, bit of a bit off topic, but can I suggest that aside from New Road, your favourite domestic ground? I'm not going to put any parameters on it. It can be main ground, out grounds, just whatever you know. Whether it's uh, just because of memories that you've got there, just any English domestic grounds um, aside from ones that Worcestershire play their home games at. Right. So, uh, in conclusion, next week's any other business is our favourite county grounds outside of Worcestershire. And I think that, that'll pretty much do us, gentlemen. So if you want to get hold of us, you can catch us on Twitter on at underscore A underscore pair. If you need Daryl Butler, you'll find him in at Dazzaby back home, all one word. And if you want me, I'm Jim Dale. It's James F. Dale. If you want to find Peter de Sonberg, he'll be hanging out outside Graham Hicks' house hoping for an autograph. That'll do me. Peace. <laughs>